0: blue jackets win a game patrick lionate wins some face-offs cleveland wins a new start player and there's a new guy in town we're talking about all of that and more on today's locked on blue jackets your locked on blue jackets your daily podcast on the columbus blue jackets part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favourite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day, every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, or over on YouTube. Please uh, like and subscribe to get new episodes every day. I mean, the episodes will still happen if you don't hit subscribe, but you will know about them when they do happen if you do hit subscribe. So that's, uh, that's the win for you. It's the win for me. It's the win for everybody. Today, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, some players are back, some players are going elsewhere and some players are brand new. So, uh, I thought let's, let's get into the game against the Capitals, uh, which was, uh, sure was a time. Um, it was, Honestly, I didn't hate it. Um, Fun to win. uh, Fun to make sure that the Capitals get a pity point um, instead of the full two points. Uh, The sweet spot for the Capitals for me is uh, putting them between the playoffs and the draft lottery. So they don't have a chance of Bedard, but also they don't make the playoffs. Like That's that's where we want the Capitals and we want the Penguins to end up. So uh, good job, team. For ensuring that. But for the most part, like I said, it was uh it was a fun game. Uh I don't know that it was an especially good game for defense, goaltending. Um it was a pretty good game offensively. I believe seven players had uh seven players had multi point games, so that was fun. But beyond that, it was kind of a mess. Um Blue Jackets win seven to six. Uh goals from Eric Robinson, Ade Boquist, Jack Roslovic, Boquist again, Boone Jenner and Jack Roslovic in overtime. Uh and Emil Bemstrom, I missed out there. Um good good to see a lot of those guys get on the board. Um uh, I thought it was good to see uh some comeback ability. From the Blue Jackets, they went down 3-0 in the first period, and then it was 5-3 by the end of the second period, um, and the Blue Jackets scored three times in the third period uh, to overcome a deficit. It was 5-4, 5-5, 6-5, finally 6-6, with 47 seconds left in regulation, and then Jack Rostovic scores it overtime to get the extra point. Uh... Goudreau and Line didn't score, but they each had two assists. Uh Peterson with an assist, Olivier with an assist, uh Ken Johnson with two assists, and uh Nick Blankenberg with an assist as well. So lots of players on the score sheet, which is really, really good to see. Um everyone kind of doing their doing their bit. Uh face offs. Um hysterically, Patrick Line uh was the Team leader in faceoffs with fifty-six percent. Cole Sillinger followed with fifty-three percent. Uh Boone Jenner at forty, Peterson at twenty-five. Uh Jack Rossovic didn't take any faceoffs in that game. I guess he's on the wing now. Um I didn't hate that line. Uh it's Ken Johnson, Boone Jenner, and Patrick L- and um Jack Rossovic, so three centers on one line, I guess. Uh, but I, I didn't hate that line. The top line continues to impress. I think Patrick Line again, is um, doing well in the center position or well enough that he's not actively hurting the team. Um, I don't think the possession was as strong as it was in the loss to Vegas. But, again, he had two assists on the night. Uh Won, I think, five out of nine face-offs, which is, you know, a big improvement from winning three of 17 the previous night. Uh, got to power play time, uh, was a plus two on the night, which, I mean, plus two is is basically meaningless at this point. But I'm calling this experiment a success. Um, in terms of players that are coming back, though, uh, Sean Corrales is playing tomorrow night uh which might bump Lainey back to wing um on the flip side uh cole sillinger has been sent down to cleveland uh, we'll talk about those moves in a minute and uh also elvis moseleykins has returned this is nothing to do with um the the forward lines or the center depth, but likely he will be playing the bulk of the games to nail Tarasov back down to Cleveland, which is probably for the best helps them with their playoff push means that he doesn't uh, get shelled in every single game that he plays. Uh, He faced 37 shots and made 31 saves uh, against the Capitals, which is fine. Again, I've seen a lot of people being like, man, I don't know if Tarasov's the future. He's, in his rookie season getting shelled because the defense is like Eric Branson and five players under the age of 25 you know like it's it is what it is um I feel like I have said that a whole lot this season but it's true um one more thing in terms of the game uh the power play scored on its only attempt since January 24th, I believe the Blue Jackets have the hottest power play in the league, which is a very strange thing to uh, to think about. And uh, I bet we could find out where they are in the league if I flip to uh, tomorrow's game, which is, I believe, against the Islanders. Um, So the Blue Jackets have kind of been hovering around about 29th in the league. They have bumped up to 25th in the league in terms of power play, um, which is honestly pretty neat. Um, I'm enjoying that a lot. I don't think it's helping. uh, I don't think it's hurting the tank, but I also don't think it's it's super helping it as well. I'm just excited that they're scoring goals with the man advantage. I don't know what's changed, um, but I'm enjoying it greatly so all in all pretty good game great to see a win especially against a division rival Um, great to snap the the losing streak uh great to see uh all those players appear on the score sheet uh, Johnny Gaudreau continues his uh his season he's now at 65 points in 68 games and Patrick Lyonet is at 52 points in 55 games so if those players keep keep producing you know a couple of uh two point Knights every so often. Uh, they have, they've only got, I believe, um, 12 games left in the season, but that is plenty of time for them to hit points per game for both players, which I think will be very exciting uh, in a minute. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the players being added, the players being subtracted, at uh, we'll uh, take a quick look ahead to the Islanders. That's coming up in just a minute. But first, I've got to tell you all about FanDuel because it's America's number one sports book. The March Madness is going nuts. And uh, the Sweet 16 starts soon. Baseball is back soon. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. Right now, they're giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That means that if you don't win on your first bet, you will get that money back in bonus bets up to $1,000. So if you want to put $1,000 on... For example, uh, Auburn University winning March Madness, and they don't do that, then you will get that $1,000 back to bet again, which is pretty rad. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on, sign up today to claim your no-sweat-first bet. You can wager on everything from money line to point scorers to which teams are going to be winning, losing, uh, triple-doubles, hat-tricks, all of that. All in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Now, we have to talk about Cole Sillinger. Um, He's the the main one. So Sean Corelli is back from injury. Elvis Mosleykins has returned from personal leave. Uh, his uh, grandmother passed away. So he went home to Latvia. He is back. Um... But the the most interesting moving around piece for me is Cole Sillinger, who has been loaned to the Cleveland Monsters. Um, He was moved down in a paper paper transaction on deadline day, which means he is eligible to play in the Calder Cup playoffs should the Monsters make it there. Now, can the Monsters make it there? They have been in the mix basically for the last two months. They've been two points out of a playoff spot or less. Sometimes they've been in the playoff spot. Uh, They had... A big win over the Grand Rapids Griffins most recently, and uh, they are coming into a tough weekend stretch. Uh, they are, once again, two points out of playoffs with three games in hand over six and seven. That's Laval and Belleville. Uh, they're going into a tough stretch of playing um, the Toronto Marlies. This weekend, which is going to be a big test. The Marlies are a real, real good team. Uh, They've basically clinched uh, the North Division with like 20 points more than the next nearest player. So they're a very good team. Um, They're playing... Tonight, or Friday night, Saturday night, and then uh, Sunday, they have another game, which is uh, against the Rochester Americans, who are, I believe, third in the division. So, like I said, big weekend test. Uh, the, the most recent win uh, was against Belleville, excuse me, not not Grand Rapids, but they do have uh, three wins in their last five, plus an overtime loss, so... They are gaining points. They just need to gain points a little faster than Belleville or Laval is. Like I said, they've still got three games in hand. But adding Cole Sillinger to the mix with a team that already has, you know, guys like Trey Fikswalanski, that has guys like David Yeracek, that has guys like uh, Owen Sillinger, his brother. You know, uh, Josh Dunn is coming up in terms of points. Um, Owen Sillinger continues his, his... strong rookie season of 30 points in 59 games you know but i think honestly put trafix wylinski cole selinger together and just watch them go in the monsters i think is going to be real fun um i am excited for trafix wylinski to assist on basically every cole selinger goal and that could be the the turning point for this team honestly um i think it is a crying shame what has happened to Cole Sillinger this season through mismanagement, through lack of development, through um inconsistent play, line mates, etc. And, you know, on the back of such a good rookie season from him, I think we were all expecting a little bit of a step back, but not one at this level. So it's disappointing, sure, but it could be it could be worse. Um and like I said, it it sucks. And I'm glad that he's going down to the Monsters to play. On it. he is probably one of the best players on the Monsters now, just by pure skill. Um, and I think putting him in a position to succeed, to build some confidence, and this is something we talked about, um, earlier in the season with uh, Hadi Kalakash of Locked On NHL Prospect. Of he's a player that needs to build some confidence. I think his confidence has been shaken by uh, what's happened this season, and putting him into A much better than last season Monsters team to succeed, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. I think it'll give him the chance to get his groove back. I think it'll help the Monsters out. And uh, honestly, the Monsters are going to be really fun to watch down the stretch as they battle for the playoffs. So uh, I'm sad that that Cole Sillinger hasn't been able to stick at the NHL level this season. But again, I don't think that's his fault. I think that's the fault of uh, many other factors. And hopefully this gives him a boost and he comes back next season bigger, better, stronger and uh, ready to score a bunch of goals. Um, In a minute, we are going to uh, check in with Hadi Kalakesh. Actually, speaking of, uh, we're going to talk about the newest monster in town or the newest blue jacket in town. Excuse me. Uh, They have signed Hunter McCown from Colorado College. Uh, born and raised in San Jose, California, which is very fun. Uh, we love uh, when a player is from a small market and uh, big center was seventh in the league in uh, goals last season or this season for Colorado College. And so I figured I would get Hadi to talk a little bit about him. So that's what's coming up next after I tell you all about Indeed, because no matter how the last game went, anytime you take the fields, you've got a shot at greatness give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more mvps with indeed if you're hiring you need indeed because it, they are the hiring partner where you can attract interview and hire all in one place it's the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all and that is indeed they partner with you on every step of the hiring process they've got time-saving tools like indeed instant match assessments virtual interviews with instant match as soon as you sponsor a post you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on indeed that match your job description and you can invite them to apply right away start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked on offer is valid through march 31st go to indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit before march 31st indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed And I want to uh, kind of finish up by talking a little bit about the newest Blue Jacket. Um, So it's college free agent season. The Blue Jackets have done pretty well with signing uh, some guys like that over the last couple of years. I mean, I look at Nick Blankenberg specifically, who was a college free agent signing. Uh, Eric Mm -hmm. Robinson is a college free agent signing. And this year they've decided to pick up a guy uh, from Colorado College uh, in Hunter McCown. What -hmm. can you tell me about, uh, about McCown's game?
1: Yeah, so McCown's a guy who I didn't get a chance to look uh, to watch a lot. I've, ca- I've caught maybe three or four games by, by watching other teams, and he's always stood out for me for Colorado College. Um, he's a assistant captain, uh, twenty eight points in thirty eight games, including twenty one goals. Um, but that's a lie, honestly. Um, his goal scoring is not his best asset, and I don't understand these metrics. Every time I've watched him, I've been a lot more impressed with his playmaking than his than his shot, and it. I, I think it's just the offensive spacing and positioning that's getting him in, in such you know favorable positions to get a shot off. Because the shot's about average, maybe slightly above average, but it's playmaking so it really makes him good. Uh, he's also really responsible defensively. Um, I've seen him you know disrupt a couple plays in his own zone. Um, always pretty much have his stick in the right position. That's why they kind of signed him so quick. He's twenty years old. He's going to be making his NHL debut soon. You know, there's a reason for that. It's because he's got a kind of a pro baseline and. I wasn't surprised to see an NHL team pick him up. I just don't see him really becoming much other than maybe a depth piece, you know, at best, a third-line player. Um, a guy who's going to chip in defensively, maybe play on your penalty kill, your second wave, that kind of thing. But I, I wouldn't expect, you know, a, a top six player out of out of Hunter McCown. That's not his type, uh, unless he shows much improvement, because obviously, like I said, he's 20. You know, he's very young, a lot of a lot of runway ahead of him. And, you know, after what, what the Blue Jackets did with Nick Blackenberg the other year, I mean... I trust him to make good decisions coming out of the NCAA. You know, they they've they've had a good track record with that. But from what I've seen from McCown, you know, really good defensively, decent playmaking, but nothing that's gonna take you out of your seat every game. Not that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a lot of people get excited or um they either get really excited or really kind of discouraged by these free agent signings of like, why are we bothering to pick this guy up? Obviously if he was any good, he would have been drafted three years ago, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Or they're like oh, this guy's going to change the team. He's going to tip the Blue Jackets over the edge. And I feel like it's important to kind of temper your expectations with yep. college free agents. But like I said, the Blue Jackets have had a pretty good track record. Like, again, Nick Blankenberg, like, if I, if I start talking about him now, then we'll be here this time tomorrow. I love him. Like, <laughs> yeah, Phenomenal absolutely. phenomenal player. Um, yeah. And I hope he's on the Blue Jackets for a very long time to come. Mm-hmm. But if the best that they get out of Hunter McCown is, like you say, a bottom six center that can play on the penalty kill that can add maybe you know if you can get maybe 40 points a season out of a guy like mccown like that feels like a a win to me
1: yeah you're you're laughing you know it's a free player and here's the thing is that when when teams when when fans are concerned about the fact that a player wasn't drafted i like to remind them the amount of players that have had hall of fame careers that weren't drafted marty saint louis dan Mm -hmm. boyle you know the list goes on and on. I think Mark Jordano wasn't drafted as well. You know, there's a long list of players who've had amazing careers and that weren't drafted. You know, getting drafted just means that you were good young. It doesn't mean you know a lot of players are late bloomers. You know, a lot of players don't don't hit their ceiling until they're 26, 27. I've, I've seen you know players like this year Alex Belzile for the Habs. He's 30 and he's he's having a really good season on in the bottom six for the Habs, and it's. Some players bloom late. Some players spend three, four, five years in the ECHL before they, they even see a glimpse of the AHL, let alone the NHL. You know, it's it's the, the road to the NHL is is full of detours and and, you know, is directional. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about the draft status of a player. You know, that's not something I'd be concerned with.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, he's making his NHL debut uh, tomorrow night against mm-hmm. the Islanders uh so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be paying attention to him i'm gonna be really excited to see i don't know that he's gonna have like a austin matthews type nhl debut but you know (laughs) he does you know i think it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see how he plays especially on a team where you know i see a lot of people like well why is he making his nhl debut why not send him to the monsters i'm like well like why not see what you've got There's, there's 12 games left and this season, season, I believe in, in, like yeah, why not just in,
1: in this season especially, like what yeah. do you have to lose? Might as well yeah. try him out, see if he works exactly. out in the NHL.
0: If you yeah. find a gem, then you win. If yeah. not, he goes down to the AHL next season and adds to what's slowly becoming a pretty strong core for the AHL Blue Jackets yeah. um, the, the monsters. I forgot the I forgot the name of the team, it's fine. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm I'm super excited for, for Hunter McCown. I'm super excited for the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh we're gonna keep going with our draft. Uh, profiles, our draft coverage. Um, if people want to learn more about scouting, want to learn more about the prospects that uh, we've talked about, where can they find you and your uh, content? Yeah,
1: so I'm on Twitter. It's the one-stop shop. Everything I, I do, I post there. It's Hattie K underscore Scouting uh, on Twitter. The you can follow the podcast as well. Locked on NHL prospects on Twitter at L O underscore NHL prospects on Twitter as well. Um, you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. We're there. I've got my own YouTube channel where I post some some videos from Prospects from time to time, just breaking down their games. Uh, I also do some articles for Habs Eyes on the Prize. And, uh, you know, I'm the QMJHL scout for Dobber Prospects. So my work's pretty much all over the place, but you can find it all on Twitter um, at my personal Twitter account, even the podcast I post there. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, I am going to personally endorse Hadi. I think uh, his work is great. I think you should all go and... Uh... Check out his prospect stuff because it's one of my first stops when I'm like, "Hey, there's a new guy that people are paying a lot of attention to. Let's see what Hattie thinks." Much so appreciated. Thank we should all do the same, and uh, thanks for thanks for stopping by. Thanks for giving me uh, some thoughts and uh, more things to think about with regards to what the Blue Jackets should do with their uh, first-round picks coming of course. up. And that's all I've got for today. Uh, tomorrow we'll be doing another prospect profile, and uh, then. We will be back on Monday to talk about this weekend's games, the Islanders and the Canadians. But uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms, wherever on YouTube, wherever you can think to find us. That's where we are. If you hit subscribe, I would super, super appreciate it. Uh, you get notified when your episodes go live. It's a win for you. It's win for me and uh, i've been jay foster you can find me on twitter at underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r you can find the podcast at l-o underscore bluejackets if you have comments questions criticisms you can email me at locked on bluejackets at gmail.com and until tomorrow make sure you stay locked on